You're listening to Attention, the audio journal for architecture. This is issue number five, the question of theory. This fifth piece addresses the question, what are architectural theory classes for? It features contributions by Joseph Godlewski, Jake Matatiao, John May, Ginger Nolan, Brian Norwood, Ivan Santoya Orozco, Meredith Tenhor, and Marika Trotter. In this fifth piece, in our issue on the question of theory, we turn from ontological, historical, and geographical questions towards curricular and pedagogical ones, and ask, what are architectural theory classes for? What is the purpose of the architectural theory class in relation to architectural design in the curriculum? What is the purpose of the architectural theory class in relation to the formation of the student, their ethical awareness, their citizenship, the engendering of critical thought, even the cultivation of souls? What is the impact of the architectural theory class on architectural practice once students graduate and work as architects? Does architectural theory make architecture better, both in the studio and in the world? In the first part of this piece, architectural theory classes are discussed in relation to studio. We will hear from Meredith Tenhor, Yvonne Santoyo Orozco, Brian Norwood, Jake Matatiao, and Joseph Godlewski. All agree in seeing architectural theory as a precious, reflective space that is set apart from the otherwise result-oriented space of studio and later the profession. Meredith Tenhall. Uh, history and theory class, because we teach them together, are like the dessert course in a really big meal. You know, you kind of have the appetizers, which I think of as the more technical courses, and then you have the big meal, which is uh, the main course, which is sort of studio. And by the time you get to the end of this big meal, you've done a lot and tasted a lot and sensed a lot, and you need to kind of make sense of it. And maybe you're, you know, slightly drunk, <laughs> sitting down at the end and, and thinking like, well, how do I put together what's just happened? How do I talk about it? And what do I, you know, really need to say before this meal ends? So to me, architectural theory classes are the built-in reflexive space in uh, education that's largely practice-oriented that I think is um, essential for attracting curious, intelligent, reflective people to our discipline. So I'm so grateful that we have them. But there, you know, there are places where you can say things that don't always make sense in studio, or you can take positions that you you might not take if you actually had to design them, but you can try them on and test them out, and you can have debates and explore positions, I think, in a more open-ended way than uh, we get to do in the results-oriented culture that we live in and that increasingly design is, is part of. You know, again, the Foucauldian in me says the institutional spaces for reflection are really necessary, and if we don't have time or space within the curriculum to feed them anything more or, or just even let them digest, then not much is going to happen, so... My more pessimistic version is that that it just teaches students, you know, skills that they use in self-marketing and self-legitimation, which are important to have professionally. Yvonne Santoyo Orozco. The, the problem today is that it's such a luxury to think. We, and students as well, they are overwhelmed. Everybody needs to produce to enter in the world of metrics. And theory is not in the world of metrics. 
Uh, yes, theory provides a space beyond productivity. It has its, its way to re-enter into the world, but, but it's not immediate, it's not automatic, it's not a short-term thing. And I think this is a, a one of the largest problems that in a world where everything is quantifiable, it is difficult to engage because even the space, the time to read, to think, sometimes it's also with the way that students are constantly stressed because they need a job, they need to pay for debts, uh, um, sometimes to sit down and for them to read a text. <laughs> it's a culture that also has to be cultivated. They, they have to be very well motivated. They have to be guided towards motivation at a certain point for them to kind of see it not so much as a superfluous idea, but actually as something that will eventually push their status quo, their, their limits also, what they can do. Joseph Kotlewski. Um, I think that, that without theory and the, the reflective thinking that it entails, architects, they run the risk of submitting to mechanical production without understanding why they're doing what they're doing, right? That makes them fairly vulnerable. Um, but there is a sense that like you are doing things for a reason, implicit or explicit. It's really kind of a forum for talking through ideas about the, the built environment in ways that once you're in the profession, it's harder to find time and resources in order to do that. Brian Norwood. It does seem to me that one of the fundamental roles that theory and history classes can do in an architecture school is to to challenge the cliches or the sense that we know what we're doing or we've figured out the kind of basic ways of doing things in the design studio. We know that it's it's just factually true that design studios have taken over more and more of students' time and more and more of the kind of curricular space in architecture schools. Or I have sat in faculty meetings where you often hear the kind of suggestion of, well, if we're not covering some topic well, well, let's just find a studio to get that into it, right? That the studio becomes a curricular way of fixing any sort of deficit. Um, and I, I do think there's a real value in theory and history classes and being set outside of the that dominant curricular institution and, and finding ways to push back and challenge students on what they're learning in those classes. So theory as a as an activity of challenging actually seems like a, a really good place to start. Meredith Tenhall. I think that we have to be careful about how we position theory to limit it to, or to see it as something that is merely avant-gardist or that either theory class or studio class has to play the role of the avant-garde and the other has to catch up seems to be falling back into oppositions that, that, that aren't particularly helpful and that it would probably be much more useful to take a more granular approach to the questions that are being asked in, in both places and see whether we think that they're the right ones and the essential ones or tremendous potential uh, in architecture schools for theory classes to be spaces that expose students to new ideas that sometimes contradict what they're hearing in, in studio classes. And so I could, in my own institutional context, particularly in my teaching at Pratt, say eight to 10 years ago, there was this huge studio emphasis on digital formalism. And I was teaching Joan Scott and Gertrude Spivak and uh, 
post-colonial thinkers in my theory classes and, and my students really could not figure out how to put those things together at first and then started to come up with some really surprising ways to either choose one side or the other or when it was more interesting to kind of create hybrids of those kinds of thought that, that surprised me in many ways. So I think that the trick is actually to have the students bathing in this rich soup of ideas and concepts. Jake Matatiao. I have no problem with performance in other contexts, but the danger of performance is that it becomes just that, that it becomes just purely for the performance and there's nothing behind it. There's no content or there's no urgency or like motivation in the world, right? So like if it just becomes performance and it's about like learning the right way to say something, then that's the kind of performance that I want to avoid. Teaching architectural theory, to me, it's really simple. It's like getting the students to talk to one another. Getting, getting the students to read, spend some time with something, right? Um, an idea or a work, and then talk about it with each other, right? Just an exchange of ideas, as simple as that. Guess, you know, that exchange of ideas would sort of need to be constrained or circumscribed or channeled, right, in a, in a certain direction so that it doesn't become just subjective opinion, like, I like this, I don't like this, this is good, this is bad. How do we tease out the consequences of those judgments? I mean, terms that are important to me in any class that I teach are understanding, judgment, meaning, knowledge, validity. I try to equip the students with this kind of way of being more specific about their thinking. And I, again, like I just want to say, I don't teach architectural theory. I haven't. I, ne I never have. I teach, <laughs> I teach political theory and philosophy, but I don't think they're that dissimilar. In the next part, Joseph Godlewski and Mariah Catrotto consider the relationship between architectural theory classes and humanities education. This is then opposed by Ginger Nolan and Brian Norwood's suggestion that architectural theory classes ought to be spaces for ethical reflection and cultivation of citizenship and responsibility. Views differ as to whether architectural theory classes are about making better architecture or better architects. First, Joseph Godlewski. Now, in that kind of educational sense, I think it's, it's absolutely vital. I mean, I think that, that architectural theory be, becomes the space for debate. For, for discussing ideas, for countering ideas, for testing things verbally. Um, and I think that uh, theory courses, even though they're more rare, honestly, than, than architectural history courses, it's a space where that critical thinking can take place and you can test ideas. I think there's, there's much more flexibility for overlap with even what a design project might be. You might get critical thinking in your humanities courses, but there, there's something about it where you can use it to teach skills that you're trying to get at in other courses, like critical close reading and critical reflection and becoming used to contradictory ideas. You know, like all of that takes place in the theory course. So I think it has an incredible pedagogical role, but then it, it also is just part of practice, whether you think you are using it or not. Marika Trotter. Oftentimes people will say that, a, that the theory course is the moment when you kind of hook into um, the humanities, and I disagree. 
I don't think that the theory courses when you hook into humanities. I think the humanities need to be brought to bear on basically every other class, and they might somehow be flitting in the background of the theory class as well. Architectural theory is your one chance to do some deep navel gazing. <laughs> what? Wait, what are we doing in architecture? What should we be doing in architecture? What could we be doing in architecture? And what are people saying about it? How would I position my own argument? How would I construct my own argument? This is not the moment to be liberati. Definitely ethics should be addressed. Citizenship should be addressed throughout an architect's education. But architectural theory is a practice in how one conducts discourse in architecture in order that they are able to be ethical citizens. It's not about training them to be ethical citizens. It's about saying, you know you're supposed to do this. How are you going to do it? What words are you going to use? What ideas are you going to propound? It's a how class. It's a methods class. Ginger Nolan. The theory course is taught as a way to help students become more responsible architects, which means acquiring certain kinds of intellectual habits and acquiring, I think, certain methodological research tools. And that's something that's been largely left out, the question of research methodology from architectural theory courses. And I think that inserting that into architectural theory courses as a focus is a way to, I think, firmly place architectural theory in the service of design practice and studio pedagogy. So I think one can make the theory course be very much clearly, explicitly useful to a studio design if one is talking about how one actually researches for a studio project, because that is something that students do all the time. This is a way of giving students stills they can potentially use while also encouraging them to actually think, as opposed to encouraging them to use theory as a way to circumvent thought. The first question that I think architects should answer when presenting a project is why such a building should exist and whose interest is it serving? And if you don't have a good answer for that question, then you should at least not appeal to theory to distract people from that more fundamental question. But for me, like the ethical is absolutely tied to the intellectual, right? So like to misread, to misuse language, to misuse visual rhetoric, this basically serves as a kind of strategic distraction from ethical questions in contextual production. Marika Trotter again. I'm not on board with the idea that we do vocational training to begin with. If we are providing uh, architects with vocational training, then we're doing a really bad job of it, and the process is way too long and way too expensive. However, I remain convinced that architecture is an elite form of culture, that it contributes uh, largely on the cultural level and actually doesn't uh, derive most of its value from practical considerations um, of efficient practice, uh, economy, innovations in production and delivery, etc. I'm not denigrating those things, but I think that belongs to the larger uh, and sort of surrounding field of uh, building and construction. I think what we're trying to do in architectural education is we are trying to train people to be innovative, speculative, deeply creative, and deeply contrarian thinkers, working in a medium whose uh, among its primary strengths is its slowness, the fact that it is frequently out of step with its time by the time it actually gets implemented and understood. That has a long duration, so it can continue to operate uh, beyond brief moments in time and is often untimely in its resolution and circulation.
So that's how I think architecture is different from other cultural practices and potentially has a larger impact. So for all of those reasons, I think architecture matters as a cultural practice. And I think we're training architects to engage in culture in a specifically architectural way. So I don't think architectural theory really has anything to say to architecture as vocational training. And I don't think it's about trying to make architecture better. However, I think in the classroom, architectural theory is about presenting contemporary, unfinished kinds of speculation to students in the context of contemporary and urgent problems that the discourse could or ought to address, uh, providing a space for students to test out, uh, to literally practice how they might position themselves in that field. Brian Norwood, what theory classes are for really depends on the school that it's situated in. Um, if I'm in a five-year BARC program uh, teaching undergrads, I think that theory classes are one of the few places left in the architecture school for just broad thinking, for, for challenging students on these large questions of citizenship or ethics about where do they fit in into into their uh, larger community into national or international or global concerns or even local concerns actually so i think that would probably be different in an mark program i'm assuming that the many of the students coming into the program have received an undergraduate degree in something that's not architecture and have had more time to connect with the kind of various things that a university environment could afford us, that their theory may, maybe does tend towards uh, framing things in a bit more disciplinary or tightly focused way. So I think it always starts from a local question of how is the program that I'm in functioning? What does it seem that would be most valuable to push back against whatever that school is doing, I would say finding something to challenge or expand uh, or to get students to reflect on the standard modes of practicing that that school uh, tends to inform. In the next and final exchange, John May and Yvonne Santoyo Orozco conclude with remarks about the richness that architectural theory classes offer and the value of this. Both argue that such classes ought to maintain their current openness, especially, as Yvonne points out, because architectural design is not the only outcome of architectural education, and because political engagement is as important as architectural discourse. John May. You know, we aren't physicists, and thankfully we're not, which means we don't have to have a unified theory of knowledge. The more ideas, not just the more ideas, but the more images of thought that people are exposed to, the more rich the discourse, the more rich the production. And so I think any course, any teaching that stimulates reflective thought about one's work and what it means for one's work to exist and intervene in the world, that's, that should be viewed as, as a positive pedagogical goal. Yvonne Santoyo Orozco. I think we're also responsible to educating architects that architecture has many ways of acting in the world. 
So this is where perhaps architectural theory as a way of seeing the world, engaging in the spatial world, sometimes might also not create architects that practice and that design buildings. They might create creators, filmmakers, like all sorts of other different ways that are also an opening toward other forms of practices that I think is more important than the architectural discourse, <laughs> if I might say. Whether we are kind of responsible for the health of the discourse, I mean, I think we're, we're responsible for the political engagement of students with their world. This discussion of what architectural theory classes are for also produced differences of opinion, in particular over what the discipline of architecture is. The view that architectural education is primarily dedicated to professional training tends to paint the theory class as a necessary, reflective, speculative, risky, flexible, open, free, and experimental space. This was then positioned as countering professional training's instrumentality, its orientation towards results, metrics, its mechanical and productive nature. This countering, however, had a supplemental quality when described through metaphors of food and wealth as luxurious, as leisurely, as bathing, as culturally rich, as time-rich, and even as a dessert. To describe theory in this way risks positioning it as ornamental to the structure of the curriculum perceived as necessary. As well as being described as ornamental, this counterposition of theory was also described as antagonistic. In these terms, the theory class critiques or challenges received assumptions, traditions, and values otherwise accepted in the rest of the curriculum. Many celebrated the spatial separation of such critique from studio and its location in history and theory classes, and celebrated the disjunction that can occur between the discourse in the theory classroom and the discourse in studio. One reason for this was that such separation would ensure that theory would not simply be co-opted by the studio's post-facto legitimation for what is already happening there. Though this separation risks boxing critical reflection into a few two-hour slots in the week, rather than seeing it as part of every aspect of the curriculum and as reflective and critical of what is happening there. Some of our interlocutors preferred to describe the purpose of architectural theory in terms of general education. In this view, theory's purpose is to help students develop broad skills of thought, to learn about the breadth of positions, and to understand the differences between them, and to learn skills for debating and discussing these differences. In this view, theory's purpose lays in addressing larger ethical and political questions outside of the discipline that are more important than the architectural discipline itself. Yet for others, architectural theory had a specific disciplinary vocation dedicated to specifically architectural questions and this should not be understood as ornamental to architectural education conceived as professional training because, simply put, architectural education is not really professional training at all. Rather, if architectural education is a cultural field in which the discipline contributes to culture as architecture, then skills acquired in the theory class are not general education skills, 
but highly specific skills in the how of the architectural discipline. Others argued that, if one takes this view then, such discipline specificity should also be further rooted in the specificity of the school itself and the subset of disciplinary questions it is addressing. Doing this would better link the space of theory to the space of studio. In the next piece, we turn from the why or purpose of the theory class within the larger curriculum to the nitty-gritty how of how each person goes about teaching their own class in their own school. You've been listening to Attention, the audio journal for architecture. Issue 5, The Question of Theory. Issue 5 was written and directed by Joseph Bedford and was edited and produced by Ari Korati. Thanks to the Graham Foundation for generous support.